Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. There's only one authority on the Tennessee Titans, and that's the Tennessean. And there's only one show that's an authority, too, and you've found it. This is Talkin' Titans. Hey there, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Talkin' Titans. I am Tennessean sports columnist Gentry Estes, joined by Titans beat writer Ben Arthur. Uh, we have a we have a, a show for you today that um, you're probably going to enjoy. Um, you know, Ben, I've often been accused here the last few years of being a little too negative on the Titans. Uh, hear, hear that from readers, maybe some people inside the team that will go nameless. <laughs> and uh, I, 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 but so I felt like it was time, you know, let, let's, let's give people reason to be optimistic. This team won 11 games last year. They've been the playoffs the last two years. So we're going to give you uh, five reasons. Ben and I both are going to give you five reasons to be optimistic about the Titans' chances this season. So that's 10. That'll be 10 reasons for you to be optimistic about the Titans. Ben, they can't ask for anything more than that. Yep. No, it's, it's, it, we're, we're going to give, the fans some, you know, positive outlook. I mean, I, I know that there has been, you know, just kind of a lot of questions, right? Just w- with the moves, like, is the offense going to be good enough? Is what they've done on defense enough to help the offense? So, you know, and, and you know, I actually kind of got, you know, a message as well saying, you know, can we know something positive about the Titans? I mean, they're coming off, you know, the uh, another play off season so you know I think this is kind of a good um you know good conversation to have as you know as we're kind of really in in, in the thick of the off season now with not a whole whole bunch going on so um I guess if if Gentry you want me to you know go first and then you know we could kind of go one by one or I'll go five I'll do my five and then you'll do your five how, how do you want to do this Let's go one each and we okay. can kind of go back and forth. Uh, I like it. Okay. At least for me, these aren't ranked in any particular order necessarily, but um, yeah. So go, yeah, go so yeah, so so I'll, I'll I'll go ahead and and yeah, for for me as well, this isn't ranked in any particular order. But you know, I think the first thing, the the first reason, you know, you should be optimistic, you know, about the Titans is that their defense should be better. You know, we we don't know how much. We don't know how much better at, at at we don't know how much better at this point, but they they should be better, right? You know, we, we all know how bad the defense was. You know, third down, you know, worst third down, um, you know, worst third down D in the league. You know, just the nineteen sacks. You know, we, we've we've talked about that, but you know, the, the, it was a very a very clear, you know, concerted effort to address that side of the ball. Um, you know, this offseason and they've done it, you know, regardless of how you think they may have done doing it, they, they've done it right. The pass rush, but Dupree, you know, 11, 11 sacks in 2019, eight and a half last year before getting hurt. You know, that's one check. Rashad Weaver, you know, rookie fourth round pick, a guy who should help. You know, that's another check. You know, two of their top four picks were cornerbacks. Caleb Farley, first round, uh, third round pick, Elijah Molden, um, you know, check, check right there um you know th- th- 
five of their eight draft picks, defensive guys, three of the top four defensive guys, they've clearly addressed the, the defense. You know, I think some of the guys, um, you know, who are returning should really benefit, um, you know, from kind of the, the reinforcements coming in. Um, but, you know, I, 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 you can't say that generally you can't say that the Titans didn't address their defense because they definitely did. We'll have to see, you know, what it all looks like. But, you know, I think the defense should definitely be better in 2021 than it was in 2020. This is proof that we didn't uh, conspire ahead of time on this because the number one thing on my list is word for word defense should be better. But I think when anybody looks at the Titans, that is what they have to say. I mean, they, they have cleaned up that side of the ball a little bit from last season. And they look, they had to do it. The defense was so bad last year. And, you know, for all the reasons Ben mentioned, I'd agree with that. But we'll go to my next one, um, which is that I think the offensive line should be better. And uh, that is an important part, obviously, of what the Titans want to do. When you have a 2,000-yard rusher, you feel like the offensive line had a great season, and they did. But what was really impressive about that was the fact that Taylor Lewan has a season-ending injury pretty early on in the season. Uh, you end up, you know, you're for, you, you drafted Isaiah Wilson probably to help you at right tackle. He didn't help at all. Uh, Dennis Kelly, I thought, you know, did a pretty heroic job, all things considered, on the right side. But even more so than him, maybe, was a guy like David Quisenberry stepping in at left tackle after Ty Sambrillo gets hurt as well. Uh, they were banged up basically up front all year last year, but they were effective all year. And, you know, obviously, I think Derrick Henry has more than a little bit to do with that. But the fact that they were as good as they were, now you bring Lawan back. Um, I feel like they made a good choice in the second round. And, and Dylan Radens, Radens, I'm never going to get Radens. Radens. He, uh, that guy, that guy sounds like a hockey player. I say that as somebody who's in the middle of covering the Preds in the playoffs. When you hear him talk, he's got that Minnesota accent. He's very, very, 100%. very, very Minnesota. But um, anyway, I, I do think he's capable of probably stepping in and being the right tackle. I think they drafted him, him to do that. Um, some of the early reviews from him, I think, have been pretty good. And I, I think he's going to be what they thought he was, which they certainly didn't have last year from their first-round pick. So uh, I think the O-line is going to be better. I and mean, I think the O-line is really important to what the Titans want to do. And just kind of going off of that, Gentry, and, and you know, in terms of you know, the, what, the, the offensive line, how it should be better, you know, let's look at who they're protecting, Ryan Tannehill. That leads right into my next point. Like, the Titans actually have a stable quarterback situation. I'm like, so many teams out there, right, where we see, you know, kind of, you know, everything that Houston is dealing with with Deshaun Watson, you know, what's his future going to be? Aaron, the Aaron Rodgers situation in Green Bay, is he done, you know, out there? You know, the whole the whole Russell Wilson uh situation going on in 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 Seattle it, it seems like that's kind of cooled down a bit at least for this season but maybe that's you know something that that picks up again next offseason if the Seahawks don't have a successful offseason and then you look at just all those teams that just have bad quarterbacks or who, who needed to draft you know a quarterback high again because they've you know they just haven't been able to find that guy you know I can just rattle off name you know team after team after team the Titans have, you know, their quarterback, right? You know, he's, um, you know, ever since he's, he, you know, got traded to, to the Titans in 2019 and took over, you know, after Mar Marcus Mariota's benching and, in, 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 you know, kind of like midway through 2019, you know, he's been everything you've wanted him to be. Um, he's, you know, perfect for that locker room. Um, you know, efficiency has been incredible. You know, the pass rating has been awesome. 
he, he just seems to fit perfectly, right? Just in terms of what you want to do running the ball. And then with that play action off of, off of it, um, he just seems like the perfect guy. Um, and yeah, I, I think you just look at, you know, I, I think if, if you're a Titans fan, um, you can just be really happy with, with your quarterback situation. And, and there were Gentry, um, you know, if, if you haven't actually seen uh, Gentry's story on uh, Ryan Tannehill, when, when the, uh, the Aaron Rodgers kind of rumors were, were kind of coming out, could he, you know, potentially be, you know, an option for the Titans? You know, I think, you know, Gentry uh, really made some good points about, you know, how you don't really need, you know, a guy like Aaron Rodgers, even though he's an MVP caliber player, just because, you know, you have everything you need in, in a guy like Ryan Tannehill. Um, and so I think that's another big thing that, um, you know, people in, in Nashville and, and, and beyond, if, if you're a Titans fan, something you could really cling on to, um, that you have kind of your, your guy um, at the most, most important position. Most underrated quarterback in the NFL, in my opinion. I, I, I think what he has done coming into Tennessee, filling in for Mariota, it, it was nothing short of amazing in 2019, and then he was able to sustain it uh, in 2019. And I think uh, Eclipse has been making the rounds on Twitter. I saw the last couple of days from the Packers game last year, which didn't go very well for the Titans in, in the snow. Uh, but there was a play where they faked a handoff to Henry and, and quite literally the entire defense rushed over to, to Derrick Henry and Tannehill kept it and then ran about 50 yards for a touchdown. People don't, don't realize he, the guy was a receiver in college. He's got – He's athletic. Yeah, he can do that. And I, I, if I was the Titans, I think that kind of ties into to my next reason for optimism was what made that offense go and is still there. And I know, you know, there's reason to be concerned about losing Corey Davis. There's reason to be concerned about losing Johnny Smith. But what made them go was Derrick Henry and the fear of Derrick Henry in defenses, building off the play action. You still have Tannehill, you still have Derrick Henry, you still have A.J. Brown. Uh, those, those three are all difference makers that, that every team is looking to have on their team. And the reason is it's because defenses have to be scared of all three of them, especially Derrick Henry. When you watched how defenses played the Titans last year, they were doing everything they could to put people near the line and not let him get going. And it really is something, Ben, when you see scenarios where NFL defenses know what's coming, had a week to try to prepare to stop it, and they still can't stop it. And if you have the kind of offense that can do that, I don't care if it's running, throwing, anything. If you have, if there is anything you do that well, you're going to have a chance to win every game you play. And and that to me is probably the number one reason to think optimism for the Titans this year is that yeah, okay, you don't have Corey Davis, Johnny Smith. These were key guys, but they were complementary guys to what they were trying to do. The key guys are still going to be back. And I, and I do think you can maybe plug some guys in to that second wide receiver spot. Tied in a little bit more concerning. You need a guy that can block there. We'll see, see what they do with that. But, look, you got Derrick Henry, you're going to be all right. Yeah, that's that actually kind of goes into enough. I, I like how all of our points are kind of building off of each other. Or very Seamlessly, similar. really, yeah. We're, we're, yeah. Um, so kind of my, my next point is, uh, you know, in terms of, you know, what you should be excited for or optimistic about if, if you're a Titans fan is, you know, t- t- uh, A.J. Brown's continued, you know, ascension. Like, I honestly feel, um, 
like he should, he could be in the conversation, you know, to be a top five, you know, wide receiver in, in the NFL next season. Um, you know, I think a lot of people in Nashville, a lot of people who cover the team closely, you know, will obviously vouch for him. Um, but I think, you know, nationally, um, he, he does get respect, right? But I don't think, you know, he's in that necessary, like, tier one of, you know, DeAndre Hopkins of the world and De- Devontae Adams, um, you know, Julio Jones, that category of receivers. But I think just because of how this offense is constructed at the moment, um, you, you mentioned how, you know, you 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 do on the Rock Titans roster, they do have some guys you could probably – plug in there at that, you know, second wide receiver spot and, and, you know, kind of as a third option, but I mean, mainly, you know, still, you know, AJ Brown is still, um, you know, the, the guy, I mean, I I don't, I don't think you can necessarily say that, that, you know, the receiving group is, you know, stronger. Um, So I think, you know, more, more eyeballs in terms of the defenses are going to be on AJ Brown. I mean, he already, attract so much attention, the co- the coverages um, from these teams, you know, kind of roll toward him. But I think with even more attention um, and, and if he can succeed, you know, just with having even more eyeballs than he already has, I think you can, I can, I think you could really see, you know, from a national perspective, um, people really talking about uh, AJ Brown as being one of, you know, on, you know, one hand being one of the, you know, the few, you know, very elite, um, receivers in the NFL just because of the attention he's going to get this season most definitely because of who you lost in the receiving room and if he can succeed um, if his success continues to ascend in spite of that so um, so that I think that's another big reason why I think you know if you're, you're a Titans fan you should be really optimistic it's not that you just kind of have you know Derrick Henry you know putting up these crazy numbers but I think you know I, th- I can see A.J. Brown's love in the national media will continue to grow as long as he, you know, continues to put up the numbers that he's been putting up, but with even more eyes on the defense is kind of looking at him. You see D.K. Metcalf's uh, next, next, next quick commercial, I think. Was that him I saw in there? Uh, I don't, I'm not Brand sure. Brand new. I, I just saw it today. That's the kind of thing you're going to start seeing A.J. Brown get that kind of stuff. Yeah, joining his buddy DK with the uh, with, with some of these uh, national spots, kind of like Derrick Henry's old spice spot last year. That was uh, the one where he drove the guys through the airport. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The video game, <laughs> yeah, good times. Okay, um, my next one is a was news from the off season that I kind of felt like at the time didn't get enough attention. Uh, this was a guy who I said on the front end that the Titans really should try to bring back, and they very rarely do bring a guy back when it gets to that point, but they did bring back Jayon Brown and I, I, they end up bringing him back on a one-year deal. I, I, you could kind of sense what happened was Jayon probably tested the market a little bit and uh, came back down to to the Titans number. Whereas some other guys, obviously like Corey Davis didn't, but uh, Jayon Brown coming back is a big deal for this team. Jayon Brown, I felt like has been an underrated player in the middle of that defense for the last couple of years Uh, You don't hear a lot of attention about him. He was a fifth-round pick. He's overachieved so far in his career. And I feel like getting that guy back in the center of the defense is going to be important. They really missed him when he got hurt last year. Uh, So I like having John Brown back. because, And and not only that, what that gives you to me is if you look up the middle on the Titans' defense now, you know, what – 
obviously, you know, edge rusher was was an issue of concern, and we'll see what Bud Dupree does there. You got corners on the perimeter, maybe still some questions. Up the middle, you got Jeffrey Simmons, Jayon Brown, and Kevin Byer. Not only are these good players, productive players, they're they're reliable, dependable players, and they're good leaders. And Jeffrey Simmons in particular, I think, is very close to breaking out as an elite defensive lineman in the NFL. I feel like if there's anybody on this team who I think by the end of this next season, the rest of the league is going to have very high on their list that they don't right now, it's Jeffrey Simmons. And, you know, Kevin Byard's obviously a very good player too. So those are the, those are some good guys to have up the middle in defense. And I feel like even as much turnover as they've had on that side of the ball, those are all good leaders to have back. Gentry, that point you just made about Jeffrey Simmons is actually my next reason to be optimistic. And, and again, here we go with kind of our points kind of, you know, uh, bouncing off of each other. But yeah, Jeffrey Simmons, you know, another, you know, big reason why if you're a Titans fan, you should be very optimistic. Like you said, you know, rising star could very well be, you know, by the end of the 2021 season, you know, you know, you, you look at this Titans team and say, okay, he's, you know, all, you know, all maybe all pro caliber player, definite, you know, pro bowl caliber player. Um, and, you know, I think even, you know, a- apart from, you know, the ascension that you expect from him, you know, the, the steps in-, in his game that you expect him to take this coming season, you look at them, the, the Titans bringing in Danico Autry and how much that is going to open up things for him, for Jeffrey in, you know, on that interior defensive line, man, I mean, that's, that's going to be, I think, really exciting. You know, you look at the numbers, you know, with, with Autry, obviously he was a very, um, you know, productive uh, interior pass rusher um, for, for the, you know, kind of the rival Colts, but, you know, I was looking at the numbers and and he was drawing double teams on more than 50% um, of his interior pass rushes. So, so what does that mean? You know, it's like, for 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 these uh, these offensive lines, you have to kind of pick your poison between he and Jeffrey, and right. And so you know, just by having Danico Autry on that line, that's going to open up more playmaking opportunities for Jeffrey Simmons, a guy who, as we've talked about, is already on the rise. Right? You know, he could very well be Pro Bowl defensive tackle. Um, you know, maybe All Pro. You know, in a, in a couple years, whatever. You know, he's clearly on the rise. But then you add someone like that to appear right next to him to create like this disruptive tandem. I think, honestly, I think Jeffrey Simmons is just going to blow up this year, just in terms of the national attention um, he's going to get. Um, so I think that's a really, really big thing um, that if you're a Titans fan, you should, you know, really be excited about. I agree. No, I, I, I see that coming. And, and I, I think, you know, for, for as much as everyone's talked about the edge rusher spot, that wasn't the only reason the Titans didn't get any pressure on the quarterback last year. They need interior pressure too. I think Danico Autry was a huge addition for that as well. And, uh, you know, if Bud Dupree's healthy and what they think on the edge, you, you, you really could see a scenario where in the front seven, they're a good bit better this year. Um, all right. My last one on this is um, kind of an obvious one. The rest of the division stinks. I mean, it just does it, it, right now. The Indianapolis Colts are the only team that are even considered a challenger for the Titans in this division. Uh, some people have the Colts ahead of the Titans. I'm not there yet. I like the Colts. I, I've liked their roster this whole time. I think they were a team that was really well positioned to be an elite NFL team until Andrew Luck retired. 
And that completely threw them off track. And I don't know that they've responded to it or they've rebounded from that yet. We'll see what Carson Wentz is able to do. You know, I think Carson Wentz is a good quarterback. I've always liked him. I don't know what happened in Philly last year. I've always got a pretty high opinion of him. But do I think he's a heck of a lot better than Phillip Rivers? I don't know. I mean, is he going to really give them something they didn't have with Phillip Rivers? You look at the Colts and you you don't really see they had a pretty good draft. They, you know, free agency. They, they, they kind of had some salary cap room, but they didn't do much with it because they're waiting to sign some of their big guys next year. So I didn't really see how they got a lot better. And. You know, like the Jaguars, it's going to be fascinating to see what happens with Urban Meyer and whatever it is he's trying to do with Tim Tebow and, <laughs> you know, some of the other decisions he's made so far. But I, I, you know, but Urban Meyer, I respect immensely as a college football coach. I've covered him, you know, in some big games over the years. But uh, look, we'll see. You know, this is a guy who, if he lost two games a year in college, he wanted to quit for health reasons it like he seriously just couldn't handle losing and he's gonna do a lot of losing in jacksonville i mean they're, they're going i mean what what happens when urban meyer goes five and 12 i think we're about to to find that out it'll be entertaining though trevor lawrence is a good addition they drafted well they got some good young players at least we'll see where they're at in a couple of years and the texans i actually think could be the worst team in the nfl which is amazing considering where they have been the last few years with as much talent was on that team two years ago the Titans play the Texans and they're dealing with Deshaun Watson, DeAndre Hopkins, JJ Watt, all these just phenomenal players. And, and for one reason or another, they're, they're probably not going to be out there this season. So I, I think the Texans are in real trouble. So right now it's a two team race in that division. And look, man, you, you like the Titans odds. That's, this is the, the Patriots road to success for so many years was the fact that they got four automatic wins every year from getting to play the jets and the dolphins in their division. Or when the bills were tearing I mean, sometimes six automatic wins. So right now the Titans are starting the season four and oh, in my opinion. And so then we'll see what happens with the Colts. But I, uh, you know, when you're starting four and oh, it, you're probably going to be in the playoff. hunt. And so for, for my last point, so, you know, I think if, if you're the Titans, I mean, you should be excited because you still have John Robinson, right? I mean, you know, I think, you know, I think people's kind of expectations have, have obviously risen the last couple of years just because of the success that J-Rob, you know, has been, you know, able to have, um, you know, with the Titans and, and now, you know, tasting uh, the, the AFC championship game a couple of years ago and, and kind of taking a bit of a step back uh, last year, the whole Isaiah Wilson mess. I mean, you you could maybe, you know, be kind of frustrated, Um think that, you know, maybe J-Rob isn't, you know, the, the guy to kind of take the team to the next level, but you kind of have to take a step back and, and look at, you know, kind of the, the success, success he's had and, and his track record shows that you should probably trust him, right? I mean, you know, five straight winning seasons, um, you know, obviously 11 wins last year, despite having, you know, an, an awful defense, the, the right tackle situation that the Titans were able to get through, um, you know, last year, the 2019 draft class, they didn't, I, I don't remember how many players they drafted off the top of my head, but so many of those guys have turned out to be gems. Um, you know, I, I think looking at how I just, just, you know, obviously I haven't been in, you know, kind of the Titans, Twitter, Titans, social media, you know, landscape for a little bit, but just kind of the, the conversations I've seen happening 
around the team kind of reminds me of what the Seahawks deal with um, just in terms of uh, what Pete Carroll and, and John Schneider, the general manager out there kind of, kind of deal with, right. I mean, that they've, they tasted success early in the two thousands with the Legion of boom, having the back-to-back Super Bowl appearances and, um, and, you know, now that's kind of what people in Seattle expect all the time to just be one of the two or three best teams every year. But then a lot of times it's just kind of overlooked the fact that they've just had this incredible run of success the last 11 seasons. Like nine of the last 11 years, they've been in the playoffs. They always have a winning record. Um, there's a level of consistency. You know, the, there's, a, the, there's an established culture in place. You know, all these things you know, even though you're, you know, as a fan, you can be justified in wanting more for your team. Um, I, I think sometimes it can get kind of overlooked just how much consistent success the Seahawks have and how rare that is for an NFL franchise. And I think, you know, we're starting to see a little bit of that with the Titans, right? I mean, I think fans now are starting to expect, you know, a little bit more you know, just because they've kind of gotten out of, you know, kind of the dark days of, you know, 2015 and, you know, before then, um, just because of the consistent success in in terms of win losses they've had the last several years and and people want to see more, right? But then you also shouldn't take for granted the fact that you actually have success year in and year out now. Um, And I think, you know, John Robinson, J-Rob has, you know, really put in, kind of the culture in place, kind of the expectation in place um, where, you know, success is just kind of the norm, right? And, and it, it's gone to a point where um, it's just normal now and people are expecting more, but then I, I, I don't think you can just overlook um, kind of the, this run of success because it does, like I said, it doesn't happen with every team, Right. Um, and, and I think just the fact that you have a playoff contender year in and year out now, I think is something to be really grateful for. Um, and, and yeah, and we'll kind of see how it, you know, kind of goes in, in, into 2021. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. Let's hope you, uh, you come away from this feeling uh, more optimistic about the Titans chances. We'll, uh, we'll give it a few weeks here, Ben, before we do the five reasons to be pessimistic. About the, <laughs> about the Titans. Yeah. Let, pe- let people soak this in a little bit. You That's know. right. Yeah. So that, that'll do it for this edition of Talking Titans. We hope you'll subscribe to Tennessean.com if you haven't already. Remember to subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, Google Play, wherever it is you get your podcasts. Drop us a review and a rating while you're at it. For Ben Arthur, I'm Gentry Estes. Thanks for listening. Talking Titans hosts each Thursday at Tennessean.com. You can also subscribe to Talking Titans for free on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. Talking Titans is a production of the Tennessean. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.